This is James Lorenz, and you're listening to the Walter Paisley Podcast. This is James Lorenz, and you are watching the Walter Paisley Show. No, you're watching Walter Paisley. This is James Lorenz. You are watching the Walter Payton Show, where he breaks the yards uh, record for the Chicago Bears. Oh, no, that's not the This is the Dick Williams program. Beautiful. I'm going to keep all of that. Welcome to the Walter Paisley Movie House, where we celebrate the little engines that could not. Coming to you from Nilbog Manor Studios, I am your host, Dylan Rory, and our music is by Jonathan Harmon. We'd like to thank our partner sponsors at Scarlet Lane Brewing here in Indianapolis with five locations. There's always a place to find the official beer of horror. Today's part two with Michael J. Epstein and Sophia Cacciola. We talk more about movies and all the things we love. Think you guys will enjoy it. When you were casting, uh, did you have Bill and Michael in mind? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. So the movie. Um, OK, so I'll tell you that. I'll give you a, a history of it. if It's OK. Is it already yeah, a long, long, long version of this? <laughs> Whatever you want to um, do. So our, I'm friends with uh, Neil Jones, who <laughs> produced the movie with us, and he has a podcast called Without Your Head. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I've just been friendly with him for quite a few years, uh, and we just chat all the time about various things. And um, I had been really interested in convention culture in general. So we we personally don't really enjoy going to conventions or getting autographs. Like, I, I think it's cool to meet people or work with people or whatever, but I'm not that I'm not that into the, like, autograph-seeking kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, I think it's an interesting culture. It's a fascinating thing. Uh, Neil was telling me about, I won't say who, but two two people who played the same character uh, in a, a, a movie that's a number two movie. And um, they were both mad that, that he had had the other one on his podcast. So they were like annoyed. And let's just say both of them appear in our movie, but I won't, I won't say who they are. <laughs> anyway, um, so... Neil had, you know, was talking about this. He's like, I'll oh, have this so, figured out before. Yeah, the end <laughs> He's like, it's so silly that there's these people. And I, I heard about other rivalries. I'd already in my head been thinking about how it's so interesting that people are like so serious about this, that they like won't sign something that's been signed by another person who is, you know, in the movie because they're mad. The at Nick about Castle, stuff. Tony Moran. Conundrum. Yeah, all, yeah. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's like, <laughs> there's like a dozen yeah. examples. I mean, it's always the Linda Blair always comes to mind is like being mad about everything uh, related. But anyway, so um, I'd already kind of had in mind this, this this sort of concept. And and so Neil mentioned these two people and I was like, oh, you know, it'd be really fun to do a movie about like two guys like that who, uh, you know, have this kind of rivalry, but they're not yeah. really famous, like, you know, outside of this one thing. Yeah. Like they're not really famous for other stuff. Um, and Neil, Neil said, you know, uh, if you're interested, I can reach out to Evan at Mad Monster Sorry, our doggy's getting... No, he's getting, fine. I'll, I'll finish the story while you deal with her. It's but, fine. Uh, uh, Evan and Mad Monster, he's like, I could reach out to Evan and see if he would let us film there. And I'm thinking, like, Evan's not going to let us go, like, film this thing at, at, at his convention. Like, he doesn't want to deal with us. And so Neil calls me, like, an hour later, and he says, okay, I just talked to Evan. He said, you know, we're in. We're doing this thing. And um, so I was like, shit, I guess we need to actually write a script or figure this out. And I was like, the first thing that that you know we said, I was like, the two people I'm thinking of for this are Bill Whedon, who I had worked with previously and who I loved, and Michael St. Michaels, who I didn't know. I was friends with him on Facebook, but I didn't really know him personally. And uh, I was like, they'd be perfect together. 
they're like the right age, they're the right yeah. look, you know, they got the right vibe and I and they have different personalities enough to like to make that work. And so I think like the next day or the day after we reached out to the two of them and they both immediately were like, yeah, it sounds like an awesome concept. We're totally, we're totally in. And, uh, and then I was like, shit, I better uh, write a script for this movie. <laughs> all I have is this concept. So we basically cast the two guys um, with, on just the concept, you know, no, no script, no real, no real idea of what even happened in the movie at all. And um and, you know, it sort of developed from there. We had our friend AJ also, who plays AJ in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he was already in, in my mind to work with. And uh, I thought, like, okay, it would be perfect to have him be the kind of, like, grounded part of this movie. Like, be the kind of the, the mm -hmm. foil to the other two characters and kind of ground the movie and be the audience perspective. And so right away, we cast the three of them. And then I sat down writing the script, knowing that those were the those were the actors and the, the was, characters. Was he also a bit of an homage to Blood Freak? Uh no, but that's oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, I was no, thinking because okay. they had a they had a, a man not on purpose with I the mean... missing limb in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they could no, cut right. His leg yeah, off not, in the not movie. on purpose. Not on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> we met AJ on a film where we were working as crew, and I was like the first AC and his second AC, and we just became really good friends. And I, and he has one leg, and so like at one point I was like, if I do a horror movie. Like, or can I blow up your leg? <laughs> and he was like, yes, anytime. Yeah. And so that awesome. was his first mistake. I said, yeah, and he, honestly, it. he didn't, you know, he he wasn't really an actor. I mean, he'd done small things, like comedy things and, and such, but he didn't do a lot of acting. And uh, it was sort of a risk because we're thinking like, okay, he's got to carry kind of like big parts in two movies. Mm -hmm. But we thought he's, he just knowing him, we're like, he's so charismatic and I know he's going to dedicate himself to doing it. And, uh, you know, if we have to, we'll really work with him and we'll direct him and we'll spend time with him more than the other, you know, the other guys that we probably won't have to direct too much. And he just he just did what he did. And I, I we loved it. We were, you know, we really didn't. I would say we, you know, directing is a, is a is a strong word. We just put everybody in the spot and handed them the script and they. More or less, like did uh -huh. did what That's we wanted. That's the best part of directing you know I mean? is just casting yeah. people that are already yeah. going to be great. Yeah, we were quite <laughs> we were quite happy with with everything that the you know the three of them did, and, and I mean you know spots here and there we adjusted things, but like it was really like just it was written for those humans. You know, we wrote it yeah. knowing these are the people who are doing it, and uh, it, it's kind of like just just kind of be yourself in that in that space. And obviously, they're not. This is not these characters are not the real people, but they're they're close enough to elements of their personalities that I thought like, Oh, this is going to be easy to plug, to plug into. Like, you know, Bill, Bill is much cooler as a human than he, than the character is. Right. But I'm like, I know he can like plug into this personality. Like I know yeah. he can do that, you know, for example. And Michael is like, he has a, a, a show of being very grumpy and oh gruff. God, so I was like, yeah. this is, this is nothing for him. This is like what he, what he wants to do all the time. Yeah. So. Kind of how he is. Yeah. 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 He, he's actually, he's actually extremely sweet and nice, but he won't let you know. I'm, yeah. He's probably yeah. mad if I'm saying this. He's actually a super, super sweet guy. He just, he just tries to like put a whole facade yeah. up and yeah. um, seem gruff and everything. So I'm actually sky, sky Elabar has become a pretty good friend with uh, oh, yeah. my son and I, we worked on a film with him and, um, he he's he, get him going on him but yeah. i know i know they've had some some uh, ups and downs in, in their time i don't know the details of it you know i don't ask too much but no, i, I think it's just what yeah. happens when you work together for a long period especially yeah. on a movie like greasy strangler where it's i mean yeah. that movie is that would be challenging on any level just some yeah. of the stuff they were called upon to do so yeah. i'm sure <laughs> It's 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 a beautiful and strange film, but uh, oh yeah, I, I, I always, absolutely love it. 
because <laughs> I, I always have trouble recommending it to people. I'm like, I love this film, yeah. but it's hard for me to recommend Good it luck. to you. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a friend. It's like... a friend test for yeah, me. Exactly. I have people <laughs> over and we watch it, and if they if they can roll with it, then we can be friends. I think yeah. we watched That's... it maybe the first time we like we went inside to watch movies. Like first, we we you showed that to me. We very... started dating during the pandemic, yeah. so yeah, we were yeah. keeping uh, distance for a while. Okay. And Makes then sense. finally yeah. I was like, well, you want to watch a movie? And that's the one I picked. Nice. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you're still around, it's, you, yeah. you, made, you know, everything everything has worked out great. That's, like I, I mean, said, she made it through Sinful Dwarf. Yeah, too, Sinful so Dwarf. Really, can, it's a keeper right there. If you can do Sinful Dwarf, you're, you're A+. Plus. Like that's, that's very solid. <laughs> well, when you're when you're doing something like that, where it is pulling in all of these people and, and doing a lot of, it, it's a, a love story to cult film, really. Yeah. Um, which is what, what I felt more than anything coming through from that as we watched it. Um, and as a cult movie podcast, you know, that's something I, I don't take many things very seriously, but I love cult film. And so to see a movie that really, not only appreciates that, but rewards you for being a big nerd like I am right. <laughs> um, with with those little jokes, um, those little references to, um, uh, you know, Paul Blaisdell, things like that. As you're putting that together and you're thinking about the people you want to get for it, were you were you sticking with who was going to be at the convention or did you say, no, we need to go beyond that and find some other folks? Yeah, well, initially we had planned to go to a second convention and just get whoever was at that convention, but then everything got shut down. And so then it was more like, you know, with Neil and his podcast, probably like you, you know, he becomes very friendly with his guests afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so when things did open up, especially in LA, we had him reach out to people that lived in LA that we could get. Um, but it was also kind of like, okay, it would be awesome to get some people from Friday, from Nightmare, from yeah. Texas, you know, so that was kind of more the thinking, like, what are the other franchises we're kind of riffing on mm-hmm. and see like who is available and who's lives near us. <laughs> we, yeah, we made a big list together with yeah. him. We made a big list and he kind of said like, here's a bunch of people that I think I could get, you know, are you interested in, in these people? And so we went down the list and we kind of prioritized everybody and yeah. we, we, um, you know, we said like, here, let's reach out to these people first and, and see, mm-hmm. you know, what they say. And um, shockingly, you know, many of them said yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Some no's. And there, like, yeah. there were certainly some people whose managers stepped in after yeah. they said yes. And were like, for $5,000, this person. Yeah, like, I have had right. a few of those. Yeah, yeah. like, that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, some of them really wanted to do it, too. I I, I won't give the names. But, managers yeah. exist to keep people yeah. away from people like us. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people were nervous. I mean, we yeah. because, you know, we were asking them to commit to a certain kind of bit where they're mm-hmm. they're it's a real name it's a real name it's as if it's their true story and they're talking yeah. about their personal history and so i think people have been burned by that before like yeah. we you know for us they don't know us at all and they're nervous about like what am i actually saying as myself yeah. in this film like what yeah. what is exactly happening and um and so there were a few <laughs> people i think not not many but a few i think kind of looked at it and were like ah, i can't really i'm not really comfortable doing that yeah. Um, but most of them were like, that sounds like an awesome concept. I'm down to do whatever. And we would, you know, we would talk to them about what they were going to say. And, uh, if there was anything that they were like, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Then, you know, we didn't, of yeah, course, yeah. we're not, Pushing we're not it, yeah. making anybody do anything. And it's, I wrote, I wrote the script with people in mind. So I'd write like, you know, um, uh, a, a type of person. So I, you know, it didn't really matter exactly who said it necessarily, but I might write like, Melanie Kinnaman type 
And then I would write a line of dialogue, you know, uh -huh. a, a interview line there. And so I wrote that throughout the whole script. So we kind of looked at that and kind of decided who who would fit where. And um, and it was nice because I guess, you know, given given the pandemic, we were able to edit the movie together and kind of piece those in as we went and mm -hmm. then see where things were missing and say like, OK, yeah, we need some more of this. So now when we go do another interview, we can make sure we get a little bit more of that piece of it. And some things like like the uh, the Vietnam thing, I think, was like one line in the script. I mean, there's one Vietnam joke in the script and then. It just it just grew and grew and grew somehow. Um, so, yeah. Well, like Joe, for instance, was like a later interview. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and like as we were crafting it, I was like, it'd be so great for him to talk about like because like that was well, Tom going, Savini. The, yeah, but face, yeah. I don't think Vietnam would have been going on at that time. So we're like, let's just hammer this in with his character, especially <laughs> like, you know, it just like fills in like another little moment that we'd been playing with, you know, so it's definitely being edited and crafted as we were collecting interviews yes yeah. we're okay. shaping it pulling stuff yeah. out adding stuff in you know adjusting yeah. oh yeah so much bonus material right. of lines that weren't used yeah you know because oh, i'm sure yeah yeah each person ends up having like four or five lines maybe and like we have like 20 that, yeah, of yeah, them yeah. you know but like something like that you know were they open to ad-libbing too then yeah, a lot of people. I felt yeah. like Mark Patton kind of took it uh, ran. <laughs> he really did. He, did, he yeah. was having yeah. some fun yeah. when he was like, "Oh, I remember what I was doing." Uh, come back to the five and dime. Oh, they all love. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it was nice because he was the one James Dean connection. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to talk about this. We're like, we need you to do some James Dean stuff. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and for all that we kind of explained to them, I mean, they they don't know. Yeah. They haven't he seen our first interviews too. It was the first. Interview. Maybe he was. Oh, well, the, the one we did first one we did personally. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, they don't really know the context or anything, so we try to explain it to them, and we're like, this is kind of like what we view you as in the mm -hmm. context of this movie, like what your role is in this part. Yeah. And uh, and and like we can explain any lines that you're like, what what does this mean? What am I talking about? We can explain it more right. to you in more detail. But, you know, they none of them had seen any any footage. Or they didn't know what End Zone 2 was really. No, they didn't yeah. know anything. Yeah. So it's a it, it's a you know, it's a commitment to be willing to to just say, like, I personally am saying this thing, sometimes referring to other people like we, you know, we some of them would reference like people they worked with or other actors mm -hmm. or other things. And. You know, to be able to do that and not feel like you're on really on the line, you know, you're sticking your neck out too far. They just trusted us. And I think it is, it's because they knew Neil well and they yeah. trusted Neil. And they're like, Neil's not going to like set us up to make us look stupid. And, um, and, and, you know, we really wanted to be careful. We're like, the goal here is not, it, it's not to attack anything about this culture, about these people, about any of it. It really is to celebrate. Yeah. You know, there there definitely is like a little jabbing and humor, you know, with things, but we really wanted to celebrate cult film. We really wanted to celebrate um, you know, the these people, the people that we're interviewing, we love them. I mean, these are people that we really love and respect. And we we want them to be, you know, basically celebrated in the film. Not yeah. we're not trying to make fun of them in any way. Like no, nothing is to make fun of them at all. Um and if they, you know, there are things that are like self-deprecating here and there and they, they were happy to do it and they got it and they understood yeah. like how that, how that. Well, one like. nice thing too, I think is like they, because we're referencing movies from like 30, 40 years ago. So I think they have like a good long view yeah. on their legacy and their place in it. And like, they have some, you know, it's not like they did it last year and we're like poking a little fun at whatever, you yeah, know, right. it's like, they did it so long ago that they also find the humor in stuff. Yeah. So I think that like helps a little bit too. It's like, they've had enough time to simmer on it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're they're comfortable. I mean, even I think we had Todd Farmer say like that he and Adam Marcus argued about who had the best Jason movie. And it's like to anybody 
familiar like yeah. famously those are like most hated you know friday the 13th movies so it gets a good laugh and, and he, he i mean he understood that at the time that's oh, yeah. like that yeah. I, I actually you know i mean i like both those movies but um but yeah but you know like they understood that they're they're kind of ribbing themselves at times like they well they yeah got... I mean, adam marcus had a line yeah. at one point he's like and this is coming from the guy who made jason a dead eye <laughs> yeah. and it's canon yeah so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, we, we didn't the that. canon thing he he yeah we actually we didn't put that in at all that wasn't in even in at all he, he just wanted to say it he's like i want to add this and you know like it. cool we like we got to put that in now the two of them were there for each of their interviews and so they yeah. were hamming it up for each other awesome. it was so fun yeah awesome they, they really understood what we were doing yeah yeah and they were ready to have fun with it yeah so they were great but yeah then of course you know we finished the movie and we're nervous we're like are these people going to be like mad about how this turned out are they gonna are they gonna be happy and um not i don't know if all of them have seen it but many most have seen it many of them came to the la premiere Mm -hmm. and they all are just like beaming about it they they love the movie and they are they're like when can we work with you again like what you know you made us look good this is hilarious like it's so it's so fun so we're really that that makes us feel really good i mean I hope you know. Hope the audience likes the movie as well. But like, it's oh, more yeah. almost more important that the people that that we admire that we brought in to be part of this, you know, feel like we did them uh, justice in, yeah. in the movie. So, I, yeah. as a longtime convention attendee, I you know there were there were shots in there where I was like, uh, yeah, that's it, it. Was like this is every convention ever. Yeah. It, it just kind of <laughs> hits them across the board. Well, that was a huge piece of it. Cause like when we got permission to shoot at Mad Monster, that was when we were like, okay, well we can go make this movie now. Cause like some people are like, oh, did you stage a convention? I'm like, that would be like a no. $10 million. <laughs> no way. But Mad Monster was really generous. Like they gave yeah. us a table, they gave us mm-hmm. time to do a panel on the panel stage. And like they told the hotel that like we were running like, around. Let us do whatever we want. They were like, let them do whatever at all cool. and we were able to do a lot of cool stuff uh even like the costume contest like, i was gonna didn't... say the costume contest scene i'm like they just jumped yeah. into costume yeah. Contest. Yeah. Yeah. well a... we talked to the host james Bolsavo, and we're like yeah. is it okay if we enter the because we didn't it wasn't it's in not the script yeah not the script. Yeah. Like, we knew a costume contest was happening and we had brought the smash mouth costume mm-hmm. <laughs> so so we were like is it okay if we enter the costume contest just tell him his costume sucks and we'll film it. Oh, he ripped him a new asshole. Yeah. It yeah. turned into a whole thing. And the audience didn't know it was a bit at all. Yeah. AJ got off the stage for the costume contest. People were going up to him and hugging him. And like, talking about how the host was so mean. And they yelled at James, the host. They were like yelling yeah. at him for being so mean and like bullying him. And stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, this is so amazing. amazing. It's so good. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, at no point did he say like, oh, we're just filming a thing. Yeah. So like, whatever. It's just everybody just was... It was it was literally just the costume contest yeah. and yeah. we were there with the cameras, but like lots of people were there with cameras. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. We yeah. were hidden, yeah. like yeah. hidden, but we were just like off in the sidelines yeah. shooting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that just went yeah. down, you know, that just went and down he, as it went he down. Called him back up on stage. Like none of that was planned. It was just like James committed to the bit. Yeah, he did. And... It was awesome. <laughs> I love, we love it. Yeah, yeah very yeah. real. Uh, but yeah, that's... It, at, at the end of it all, when he's crying in Bill Whedon's embrace. Yeah. <laughs> just the greatest capper. It was funny too because we didn't even tell Bill to come. 
No, we told Bill, like, we, we, we were like, we're going to go to the costume contest. You, you want to come. Yeah, come. you don't have to. Like, we knew we were going to fill him. We, like, yeah. we were just like, this is yeah. what we're doing now. And so, like, you know, he could have taken a break had he wanted to. You know, I think Michael had taken a break yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the fact that he was there for that, it was just so perfect. Like, that whole awesome. scene was yeah. kismet. Yeah. And then we kind of used that as the the transition to them switching. Yeah, no, it's definitely like, oh, going to be a necessary yeah. character arc, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so. But it was a lucky, it was a lucky moment. Yeah, we, I mean, at, at a convention, you have to really work on the fly because we did not well, have control over anything. You know, sure. there's a script, and, but it was docu-style, yeah, you know? Yeah. So. And we had to cast, a lot of it, we had to cast, you know, at the convention. And some mm-hmm. of it's people we knew. Some of it's like, I was like, actually, AJ did a lot of the work where I'm, I'm like, can you find me some kids? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we, we don't we don't have any kids. Just find some kids whose parents are like, yeah, cool, they can do this this yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, he, he, found, he found the three kids that we have in it. And... Um, and we were just kind of like trying to, you know, trying to find the right people to kind of plug in and and the clowns and man. oh, the clown thing was a, <laughs> a nightmare. But that okay, because I talked to the main clown and he was cool and he was like, oh, I, I can get a bunch of people for this scene. And I was like, great, bring all, bring everybody. And then like the rest of the clowns were like so crazy, yeah. like and really hard to work with. <laughs> so we, so we wrote in all the stuff about the clowns, you know, after because I was like, okay, we just have to make fun of the clowns. And stuff. Yeah, but the one guy was good, but like, yeah, he really led us astray. <laughs> Was that that moist? Moist the clown was that? But he was nice. That guy was nice also. But he wasn't. It was uh, Abalon, something like that. Well, it's like the black and white clown face. Yeah. 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 But the two of them were actually super nice. They were great. Moist was Um, great too. And then some of the rest were were more challenging. (laughs) Was it? I was actually wondering as I watched because I've been to conventions where like bands like Twisted will show up, so you get Juggalos showing up as well. Was that the? Was that was happening there? I, I didn't notice any juggalos. I don't think okay. so. I think they just are like we dress as clowns oh, and go to events. Yeah. I, I, okay. I, I, yeah. I'm not really so, sure to be honest. We we didn't we we tried to spend as little time as possible with the with the clowns. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually that's a good rule for life. Yeah. <laughs> so one or two normal clowns. One or two perfectly fine clowns, and then the rest. Uh, but um. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, you, you kind of work with whatever you've got. That's that's sure. sort of the idea. And I'm like, yeah. let's just film, you know, we knew scenes might not work. And we like there are scenes that got cut from that. We had like a uh, a transition scene where Bill like is supposed to know a guy like he's like it, it was sort of written as Kane Hodder. But, you know, it wasn't going to be mm-hmm. it was going to be uh, blurred out because it, the idea was that it, this person wanted nothing to do with the, the movie or Bill or anybody. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of like, OK, here's Kane Hodder at a convention. And then uh, Bill goes up and he's like, hey, Kane Hunter, how's it going? We're, you know, we're great friends. And then he's just like, I don't know you. Get away, you know, get out of here. Like, get lost. And so we filmed like some of that, but we decided like that it actually his transition to showing up at the table, like worked better without that in it, mm-hmm. where the security just kind of like walks him over and they're, like, we didn't right. know what was going on. <laughs> so things like that were, you know, scenes were written in, but they just don't, didn't necessarily weren't necessary didn't work or we 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 um we we handled them in a different way in like with an interview or did something else so you know but we just filmed as much as we could there taking advantage of as much as we could Mm -hmm. of the of the physical space and um you know as much time as we had because we only had like three days right yeah yeah yeah. were there were there people going by that table thinking that Hey, that's the dude from Greasy Strangler yes. and yes, yes. Bill Whedon, who yeah. I've never heard of this movie. What's this movie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had to shoot people a few times, but like, because Michael especially had gone to that convention before with mm-hmm. Greasy Strangler panels and stuff. And so like a lot of the people that go, this is the one in Charlotte, the Mad Monster in Charlotte, Yeah, are used to talking to him. So like once in a while, I'd be like, he's working. 
go. <laughs> but um, he signed a few autographs. Yeah. So yeah. they had enough breaks that they could walk yeah. around and talk to people. And Bill certainly knew a lot of people as well. But yeah, so. people were trying to figure out what End Zone 2 was. And like, yeah. go to the table and they're like, oh, it's, looking at the, these the guys photos. are in this movie. And yeah. At movie. So yeah, definitely. I mean, it was, everything was just presented, you know, physically in the space as, as, yeah. as a real thing. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, we didn't really tell anybody anything, you know, other than they saw us filming. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we incorporated them into it. If there was somebody who was particularly interested, we're like, oh, hey, can you sure. uh, can you get this blender signed by, you know, Bill, walk over to him, and get the blender signed. So yeah. things like that. Um, yeah. And and then we we recruited a ton of people. We're like, we need a lot of people, but not too many people to be at the panel. We need like, you know, 20 mm -hmm. people to be at the panel, but not more because it's, it shouldn't it be popular. Be popular. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, speaking of the blenders, the eBay thing, is that based on something that you guys have heard that some people do oh yeah people definitely do that on ebay where they they uh they they basically if false uh, like price inflation you yeah. Know, eBay. yeah i know i know a couple bidding. folks so. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah 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 definitely for like auctions for like i've seen it done with like prop auctions and other yeah. things like that as well yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so that was kind of our idea we're like oh yeah this is like a, a sketchy practice that uh mm. you know yeah <laughs> So it's all everything. Yeah. Everything is based in reality. I mean, you know, none, yeah. none of it, none of it's necessarily real, but it's all it all comes from reality. I think. Well, it definitely captures convention culture, yeah. and and also I think it it captures a lot of modern genre culture. Um, you've got the the producer who's going to do the remake, right? Which my son and I during that scene were like, I think this is how Bloomhouse. <laughs> just this exact guy comes in and pitches something that go okay yeah. so well certainly with like we'll just call it halloween we'll just call it scream yeah. there's already movies with those titles yeah. and it keeps happening and i'm like i'm like we got to get our movie out before they think like we we you know it's like not as common when we started right. the movie yeah, yeah. It well sure. what is it, it, he had the line where it, it picks off it picks up where part two ends but it ignores everything that happens in yeah. that it, just... well, it, it ignores the last 30 minutes because yeah. i was like it's even but it's even weirder to ignore like part of the movie because like yeah. you know halloween ignores the sequels and everything but i was like wouldn't it be funny if they ignored like part of the movie they just yeah. stopped like midway to so that was kind of the I, that's kind of what led us to this like you know hour hour long version of it so that yeah. one one stupid joke kind of you know gets carried away blanchy i think she's on. getting mad you're waving your arms okay i'll stop i'll stop too enthusiastic yeah. our, our dog doesn't like a lot of enthusiasm i get it no. <laughs> i it um I, I could honestly talk about this movie for a while just because there were so many little cool little moments in it but uh that's your most recent as well as end zone uh, are there plans to to get end zone out to uh, in some kind of distribution where others are able to see it in a probably i'm assuming a streaming service yeah we're working on it we don't yeah we don't we don't know uh, i mean yeah yes but we don't know uh um, right what, what's gonna happen yet i think my, my, if I had to guess, and this, you know, nobody hold me to this, I think it'll probably be out this fall sometime okay. on, on kind of like standard yeah. streaming services. We're, we're probably going to do a physical media, like a two disc, like awesome. Blu-ray set. Yeah. Um, but you know, nothing is, nothing is solid yet. We've had a lot of talks with distributors and I mean, this is, you know, the, the behind the scenes nonsense, but yeah. um, that's, every, the, I'm very interested in that. I had some yeah. questions about distribution and things. I, the, the the short version is everybody's interested in putting out yeah. the films. Nobody's interested in giving us an advance on the films. And so we're kind of like, well, if you're not going to give us an advance, 
we don't really need you uh, that much. Yeah. Like we can, we can just kind of do it ourselves. Cause there's a lot of opportunities for, you know, using aggregators to do kind of what, what people would call self-distribution, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then we make the money faster and more directly and there's nobody taking as much of a cut right. and, and so on. So, yeah. you know, we just, we just want to try to pay this movie back because we, we owe some money, you know, we have debts on sure. it. Uh, um, yeah, well, but, we've been burned by distribute deals yeah. in the past, and so we just don't want to like give it away and never see any money again, which is like happened to us. Uh, so try to be very careful, and certainly like this, even medium tier distributors can't do a better job than we can personally. Mm -hmm. So it's like if we can get like you know like a shutter to buy it outright, that would be one thing. Um, right. But that hasn't yeah. quite happened yet. So we're yeah, you know so, we're talking to all those kind yeah. of places trying to get somebody to do something that's a little bit of a bigger mm -hmm. deal, but. If that doesn't happen, then we'll that just we'll just do kind of like I think at this point we'll probably do like a, a self-release um, version of it, but it'll be on the normal. Yeah, you know that mm -hmm. it's funny because saying self-release makes people think like you're driving up in your you know your uh, <laughs> your Civic and opening the trunk and like you know here do you want to buy a, a yeah. Blu-ray? It'll but be on Tubi and Amazon. It'll be on. It's all a it's a now. much. It, I think it gets lumped in with self-publishing on Amazon, and they're two very different animals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I the the world of film distribution is so much different, and it's changing Every all the second. time now. Every yeah, second. yeah. Um, it's basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a uh, Scott Shermer with Forbidden Films. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Did Found and Headless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, he's. I, I went to high school with him. We're okay. old old friends. <laughs> so, um, but we. I see him post a lot about the distribution problems he has. Yeah. Um, you know the the, and of course being ripped off. Distributors are notorious for ripping off filmmakers. I, you're the approach it sounds like you're taking is is kind of like what Lloyd Kaufman and and uh, and Mitch did where it's retain the ownership and then be in charge of how it gets out into the yeah. world yeah that's exactly right. exactly it. yeah that's the thing too they all want like 10 20 years and it's like well no they don't want that anymore <laughs> no but that's like at least five <laughs> yeah. and it's like well now yeah. we're like waiting because we never made money on it the first time yeah. and like right. I'll probably re-release stuff like you know yeah I mean have it back I think it's a better to characterize it as like a la carte distribution than self-distro because mm -hmm. people, again, they, they use this term self, but that, I think it's confusing. But a la carte's better where it's like you're making kind of individual deals like, okay, I'm going to use a service like Film Hub to get it on mm -hmm. a set of platforms. Then I'm going to use another service to do a physical <clears throat> version. Then uh, like for, for Blood of the Tribbets, like we, we, uh, we self-distributed, you know, quote unquote self-distributed that. And we used Film Hub, we used Amazon Direct, we... Um, got blu-rays put out by horror pack we got srs to put out a vhs version of it mm -hmm. so it's like we're signing a bunch of different little kind of tiny deals to do different things with it um and that's the movie that's done the best and that's made us yeah i mean not not a ton of money but that's <laughs> no, but like, you know made us the most money so we we think sure. that route is like kind of the the better route than than just handing it to somebody who's taking a bigger cut and doing mm -hmm. virtually doing nothing creative yeah. accounting and they take away control from us like because yeah yeah this way we can decide, you know, oh yeah. They don't report numbers back accurately yeah. and, and this way you can yeah, exactly. yeah, really see it. And I imagine when it comes to that, being able to track, uh, let's say through a streaming service, are you able to track those metrics and see how much is being watched? Is the whole film being watched? How many times it's downloaded, whatever? Not really, no. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we we get very, most of them are very private about data. So, you know, sure. even, like our, if we use Film Hub <laughs> as an aggregator, for example, um, they just don't, they, they don't receive that data. They share with us, you know, what they receive, which is very little information. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's usually just a payout. It's like a payout number. So it's like you made two dollars on this, you know, right day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah, we don't we don't collect real data on who the viewers are or or uh, you know how much they watch or if they turn it off or you know any of those okay. kind of things. Um, one thing is we do, you know, this is it'll sound silly, but we have been toying more and more with doing stuff on YouTube, and we actually have monetization on YouTube, and we for if somebody watches a whole movie of ours on YouTube, in theory we'll make just as much, if not more than we would on like Tubi and definitely more than we make on Amazon. Um, oh yeah. So, you know, we could sort of toy with like you, how much we're going to use YouTube in this process. We don't want it. That's kind of like a, maybe a later date thing, mm-hmm. not necessarily right away, but on YouTube, at least we get full, not full, but we get a lot more data. We get, we have a lot more information about sure. how many minutes were watched and you know, what the numbers look like, where people tend to trail off, um, you know, other, other things like that. So that's helpful. Uh, but no, almost none of the platforms provide that kind of information. That I, I imagine they don't want to because right. then they can <laughs> they yeah, can just say, "Oh no, you didn't do well." Sorry. It's, yeah, it's propri- <laughs> well, it's proprietary, and they sell ads, you know, based on that, and they yeah. control it, and they it's like they they value that the their data is like has a lot of value to them. So yeah. if they don't if they don't share their data and it's all a mystery to everyone else, then they you know they kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. (laughs) So I know you guys have projects coming up, both of you. Um, Are there any you want to talk about? I know there's one that I have questions about that you're working on, Sophia, as a camera op. Um, Howard the Doc. Oh, I just did one day interviews on that. Uh, So I'm very curious about it. (laughs) I'm, I'm, I am too. Did, did they actually interview Jeffrey Jones? I have no I idea. I think maybe they did. I, I'm not sure, but is he listed? That's a, that, he's listed in it, I, but I, yeah, I would probably. I just assumed it'd be archive footage. But I think they it seems MB dicey grabbing him. I, there's a lot of issues, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they. I mean, he got Leah Thompson. He got. Uh, I think he did interview Jeffrey Jones. Um, they wow. got. They got interviews with most of the people involved. I think a lot of them were like, "It's so weird that you want to celebrate this movie that we better <laughs> we better like show up and do interviews about." <laughs> But uh, yeah. Leah Thompson, can we talk about the time you fucked a duck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think she was down to do it. Yeah, um, but yeah, we're, we weren't really involved. We just no, did one. We helped out on one day yeah. of the uh, shoot of that. But yeah, we're we're friends with uh, you know with Ernie and the people involved in that. And it's I'm excited to see it. So I am too. I'm yeah. super psyched. Yeah. <laughs> but what else do you guys have coming up? Well, coming out, I think March eighth is a film yeah. that I was a cinematographer on uh, Jay Horton's Craving. So I think that's hitting platforms March 8th. So that, that's pretty fun. It's like a creature feature. People are trapped cool. in a bar and a monster kills everybody. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler alert. Awesome. If that's right it's, kind of, it's kind of in the, in the show. Um, that's what that's about. So that's pretty cool. We shot that last year. Michael helped me on that. Um, we you know, we did an anthology it? that's just playing festivals now. That's called oh, yeah. Fat Fleshy Fingers. Um, mm-hmm. Sophia directed a segment of it. Yeah. I, I just and it has Michael St. Michael's in it and Egyptian mummies and, <laughs> and parasitic worms. So it's pretty it's pretty wild. Yeah, the anthology cool. was put together. I, I mentioned Sick and Wrong and Bizarro Land before, but but Stephen, mm-hmm. who runs uh, Bizarro Land, mm-hmm. decided he would get a bunch of filmmakers he liked from the festival. He thought, you know, w- one of the cool things we could do with this festival is take a bunch of the creators that have not necessarily similar sensibilities, but like compatible sensibilities or something. I don't know. And, uh, and, and assign them each this task or this, this uh, prompt where they're given a um, basically a fabricated 
parasitic worm. So he sent us all this fabricated parasitic worm. Like nine inches long. Yeah. (laughs) And then had everybody who was involved, eight eight directors, I think, and then one interstitials person write a a short, basically anthology piece um, with a story about this worm. And we all met and had conversations about the mythology of the worm and like how it behaved Mm -hmm. and kind of what interconnections we could have. And so um, everybody did that and, you know, we kind of put it together and that that premiered uh, at a film festival here called Film Modit 2.0 um, last month. Yeah. And now we're just waiting to it's see. It's like kinda... a wild experimental film. It's yeah. really fun. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. I'm getting to work with Michael again was great. It's like him yeah. and his granddaughter and just swearing at each other in a hospital room. <laughs> so it's yeah. very sweet. And I could see him excelling at that. And his granddaughter is played by Marnie McKendry. I don't know if you know, do you know Rebecca and David McKendry? I know uh, the names. Yeah, Rebecca yeah. directed Glorious. Yeah, yeah. she just did Glorious. Yeah. So, it's, so yeah, so it's there. It's there. That was show. actually that was written by a local guy from Indianapolis, oh, yeah. Josh, Josh Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's I only met him briefly, but he seemed really cool. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Was also, I shot yeah. a film for Izzy Lee. Uh, I don't know how long, two summers ago, last summer, whenever. <laughs> but Marnie was in that as well, called Meat Friends, where like okay. this pile of meat comes to life and teaches her life lessons yeah so we've we've put good. marnie in some strange movies but basically. yeah once she did that short <laughs> cool. with izzy i was like she's really good and so i cast her in our, our fat fleshy <laughs> yeah. fingers short <laughs> so her and cool. michael I, I we we think her and michael is just a really cute uh, so pairing because they, yeah. they're cursing at each other and stuff and it's just <laughs> it's really it's just really fun really, yeah. um, but then we're working we're trying to get our next feature together and so like right now it's like being out here you know we, we've made some friends and so right now we're working on a friend's vampire movie Mm-hmm. and so we're doing it as a work exchange so we're working on his movie and he's going to come work on our movie later this year and so we're not exchanging money but we're exchanging time and gear <laughs> so talking your language yeah, yeah. julie's strong. done more than a few of those yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well i like that we have it planned out like it's not just ambiguous like oh I'll work on your like, no it's like you're working on this movie this year as i like, you know so it's, oh whatever i mean we it's fun to work on anyway. oh yeah for sure yeah it's it's a blast so um so we're working on that this it's month. called wake wake not the dead yeah i don't think yeah. there's any social media presence i don't think but yet he... but matt stewart's is the director and yeah. his previous movie is called tonight she comes which is like very crazy and gory and this one the gore is out of control yeah. so it'll awesome. be pretty fun to work on and then i broke him into to working on our next movie too yeah. so cool <laughs> yeah everybody well, trying to keep their budgets low you know yeah. I, I I'm gonna jump back a little bit because I want to th- on blood of tribates. I oh, yeah, skipped it. It's um. I I mean, first oh. off, the shooting locations you had oh. around Boston. I mean, oh. you took great advantage oh. of that being able to do a lot of those things. I, did that? You don't have to mute it. I don't care. Dog barks are fine. <laughs> She's listeners go fuck yourself the dog's gonna bark uh, <laughs> she heard she's, she's the most important person in this house so it's just, just i get it yeah defense mode but yeah <laughs> uh, about now yeah i don't know but yeah the, the locations you're asking about yeah like, yeah we basically found every public park within two three hours of boston mm-hmm. that had any kind of stone structure and so we were taking recommendations from people like do you know a park like you know um and then we got access to one of the actors their like uncle was like a rich lawyer who had like a house and grounds in Rhode Island that we shot a lot at um which was really nice because like the bridge and like the underbridge was like his driveway <laughs> oh cool and so we had like a full yeah. day there yeah was that also his St. Andrew's Cross 
<laughs> well, we, <laughs> we made that. No, we made that. We, made we were that. like, we were watching it. We're like, I wonder who's that is. <laughs> it was made, made special for the movie. It was made by our friend Zach Pigeon, who's one of the the guys in the movie. Yeah. And um, I just knew he he like works at a lumberyard, and so I was like, oh hey, like is it easy for you just to make this for me? <laughs> and like I sent him like links and photos, and I was like, I hope this like doesn't land in your spam because. <laughs> It seems like very, uh, he had like a tiny easy. hatchback car and had to drive it strapped to us, like strapping it to the roof. So he's driving oh, around with that thing strapped to the roof. <laughs> then to light it on fire, because like I grew up in a rural area, like we were saying before, I brought it home to light it on fire at my parents' house. And my dad was like, it had the chain still on it. He's like, what were you guys doing with it? And I was like, dad, don't worry about don't it. Don't ask questions. And then my dad got all Don't keep like, shame me, dad. <laughs> exactly. But he got all into like dousing it in lighter fluid. And he was like yeah. helping us light it on fire. Because like whatever paint Zach used, like wasn't, no, it didn't, didn't want to like, burn yeah. really fast. So like it took us a while to actually light it up. But yeah, uh, but yeah so that was made for the movie. Yeah, but we traveled. I mean, it, it was funny because we had uh, it's, it was sort of a small it was a large cast, but we tried to make it like a small cast for each of the things that we had to travel to. So mm -hmm. we'd like load in. We have a we have a, you know, a van that you could fit seven people yeah. in, not really with gear that well. But uh, so we'd we'd be, basically be like, OK, everybody who's involved this week, you we'd all get our van. Makeup artists. Yeah. And then the, the like, actors, actors like, the, yeah. the you know, the two leads and like some of the guys <laughs> so we're like we're all driving two hours together to get to this location yeah. and then filming a bunch of stuff and then we'll drive you home after and yeah so it was kind of we show up at like chipotle with like the wounds on their faces and stuff sure. like we were in a site for a while yeah and then like there were two bigger days like where we had like the big days where you know everybody's having their meetings the men do their stuff and the women have their meetings and so for those days we had a bigger crew uh like we brought in more makeup artists and we brought in you know an ad and well, the sound, sound person and, and another camera yeah. so like for the we had just did those both those things in two days but everything else was like us and the makeup artist because she was doing like really beautiful 60s like airbrush makeup on everybody and she was doing the wounds on the guys so she was like our, our key other other crew member <laughs> for that movie because it was so important for the look yeah. you know and then whenever yeah. you see anybody in a cloak if you see their back it's probably it's not the person it's me and the makeup yeah. Artist <laughs> yeah. we're like we're not going to bring them to location just to you know we could just shoot their faces like at another location shoot later so yeah. we do so we just did a lot stuff. of there's a lot of yeah. The uh, we went the waterfalls in Ithaca. We were visiting Sophia's uh, family, and uh, Ithaca is about forty minutes from her family. There's lots mm -hmm. of gorges and waterfalls and, and yeah. things there. So we filmed that, and like you're you're the one walking up, you know the the thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was. It yeah, was... we drove all around New England, basically, you know, to find. It was it was it was a search. It was a, a year long search for locations, basically. Yeah. Find and anything, like, anything that worked. Also, there's so much CG in that movie, but it's us removing cars and like. There's like one castle they walk up to, but it has like all these like metal posts so you don't drive your car through it. Right. <laughs> so like you had to like CG out the metal like, posts. Power lines and, it's and crazy. posts. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. So lots, lots and lots of CG. You have to clean up just yeah. to like get rid Hopefully, of modern stuff. Not, not yeah. the kind you notice mostly. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If people don't realize how much like, you know, it's CG is not just always like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cleaning out stuff you don't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Editing people yeah. off the beach because they wouldn't get out of our oh shot. Uh, the beach. Yeah. Like, it's like us and one guy with a dog and he's in every stupid shot. I could not get him. He's like watching us and it's like, dude, just Y'all making a movie? Yeah. yeah. So he cost like us. December on the beach yeah. and it's just like one guy. It cost me a few hours of, of editing him out, but yeah, he's, not, he's no longer in the movie. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm.
<laughs> but yeah, but, we would just show up with, sometimes we had permission, sometimes we didn't. We would just yeah. show up places. <laughs> Mostly not. Yeah. Oh, the graveyard was like, we got a hot tip from another filmmaker that he had like <laughs> basically like just broken into this graveyard. Like the gate was unlocked and it was like down <laughs> a dead end street with a bunch of houses. And so like, we all just were like, okay, if we get arrested, scatter and michael and i will be the ones getting <laughs> yeah. arrested like, but everybody else just like try to get just, out I'll, I'll, i'm like i'll get in trouble first it's fine yeah i, I, I knew it'd be fine we anyway. went there we had like a couple light panels on battery and the cameras and we're like we've got 15 minutes <laughs> and then we're just gonna try to leave before somebody calls the cops uh because it was a residential street yeah. so you know but it worked out great in the movie and we got in and got out really fast and we yeah. didn't get in trouble but we were prepared we were prepared <laughs> That's I I appreciate some good old fashioned guerrilla filmmaking. That's oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. We're definitely uh, big on that. So <laughs> people still ask us like now, like in LA, like we very rarely are involved in permits or anything. <laughs> it's just like if we think we can get it fast enough with like one or two people, yeah. we'll just go shoot it and hope for the best. And so far, knock on wood, um, that's worked out okay. For I, I don't think they they mostly don't care unless you're doing something bigger, like you have well, you know like, around sure. LA too is now with the rise of like TikTok and reels like people are filming all the time and yeah. their cameras look like my cameras and yeah. so it's just like they're not gonna arrest like somebody doing a quick instagram thing you know yeah so it's like it's really blended like what is you know if you show up with steady cam and lights and a boom up and stuff like yeah you're gonna make somebody take notice but if you're doing something super small you can get away with a lot now and i, I really credit that to like TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first positive thing i've heard yeah. about tiktok influencers yeah yeah <laughs> it made it easier to film in public yeah. <laughs> they did True. it is a, it's a fun movie it's uh, especially if you're a big hammerhead i mean it it is definitely hammer influenced all yeah. the way through um i've you just kind of feel that coming, not even just hammer, but AIP, a lot of those, the, yeah. the movie studios of that time, it comes through there. Um, that I was the, the lead ass kicker. I can't think of the character's name, but she had this whole Tara Sultana vibe and even yeah. her makeup was done in that Tara yeah. Sultana kitten style. Um, I, I'm assuming that was deliberate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we wanted her to, to be the different kind of vibe because people are like, well, the movie's a little complicated because it's not really set in because people think it's like set in sort of medieval times, but we're like, we want some hints. It's actually we couldn't place it. Be, mm, yeah, it's yeah. not it's supposed to be like almost like a random future, like a weird mm -hmm. future uh that came from maybe the past like a, a past time existed and then it went to an alternate future that didn't quite develop the not same way as you know what we have sort of okay. but it's not it's not meant to be like a, a medieval movie. So we're like, we want some things that are like modern in different ways that feel like they're off almost that are like you know oh this is this you know something did they make a mistake putting this kind of styling in or this kind of thing right um, and that and that's like a perfect example with that those characters where we're like we want them to be modern in a different way and to stand out from the like the women all dressed in the like what we think of as the hammer medieval you know yeah or, or clothes Very dresses, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah absolutely absolutely it's 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 blending i mean we were trying to blend a lot of different kind of things together but very much I, I always say it's just like 1971 in European uh, vampire yeah. films. That's what, that's what we were trying to do. Yeah. As well as Hammer, yeah. but 
So yeah. I know, like vampire lovers is like huge, huge influence, and and like 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 the sheer dresses from like the genre long movies, like mm-hmm. definitely worked those in. Yeah. Um, well, twins of yeah. I mean, twins of evil, like the character uh, was his name Gustav, Uncle <laughs> Gustav. Um, when we told oh, Steph yeah. who was playing Grando in in Blood of the Tribbets, I'm like, I'm like, just be this character, just watch Twins of Evil, and so this Peter is the King. character that you want, you know, we want you to be. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, he's like, I was working on it. And I'm like, is this too hammy? Am I going over the top? And I put I put Twins of Evil back on. I'm like, no, not over the top. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I was like, that's what we want. It's like it's like I love you know Peter Cushing and everything, mm-hmm. but in that movie, I love Peter yeah. Cushing, and we're like, that's just just watch that and do that because this is the character that that you know effectively it is yeah and it it works uh, in this film as well as in uh once future smash Uh, and a lot of the stuff i've watched there the thing that makes it work is sincerity and you're able to pull that from everybody that goes into that into these movies with you and i feel like that you guys are the driving force on that probably um and it's also to me what makes a cult film a cult film is sincerity it's it's being singular in your sincerity on whatever weird ass thing you're doing that's what makes a good cult film um it's it it comes up a lot on this podcast if you go in trying to make a cult film you're gonna fail hard if you go in to make a film it's gonna work (laughs) i want to make a hundred million dollar movie on my twenty thousand dollar budget you know i want it to be as good as it can be and made earnestly and like i totally agree because like when people like oh i'm gonna make like a campy b movie i'm like the camp it's gonna suck out (laughs) the camp is gonna be there if you make it in earnest you know yeah (laughs) there's gonna be funny moments but like that shouldn't be where you set out because then that movie's gonna like not hold up and it's not gonna be its own thing and like that was so, such a big thing for Endzone, especially oh, because we, I wanted to make a movie I liked. <laughs> yeah, but it's not even just that. Yeah. We're like, we're like, this needs to be authentic. People yeah. with limited resources trying to make the best movie they can. So mm-hmm. like, we're so if, Sophia was a cinematographer. She's like, oh, it'd be a lot easier to do these zooms the way to make motor. it look good if I had like a, a a motor or like a handle or something. And I'm like, no, no, you can't. You have to be like limited. You they're going to be bad, but you have to try as hard as you can to make them good. Yeah. But we're just giving you resources where it's like you can't quite pull off what you want to pull off, and um, and that was kind of the approach to like you know shooting that. And for the actors, we're like, look, this is hundred percent. You need to be committed to like what you're yeah. doing here. It's not a joke. Like it's not. Well, don't think like we're making a funny like 1970s. Yeah. I gave them Clue. I was like, watch Jane Fonda and Clue. Watch was... Black Christmas. Like watch yeah. these very grounded, mm-hmm. you know, acting from that time period right. and you know and some of them are better at it than others but like at least they had the same like this is what we're going to it for i forget there was like five or six movies i was like please just watch these movies yeah. see how the women act in them mm-hmm. and that's what we're going for yeah and we we were sending them like serious drama we we're sending oh, like, like, dramas, yeah. like altman movies we were yeah, sending them, like yeah, three we women yeah, and, like, like just yeah, i mean sure. that's that's what we were like we were like this <laughs> it's not going to be an altman movie but, but 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 like we want you to treat it like it's an altman movie yeah. like we yeah. want you to you know when you're when you're delivering your dialogue we want you to talk naturally we want you to talk over each other we want you mm-hmm. to you know feel like you're really grounded in this world and it's not going to turn out you know we don't think it's going to turn out being like that kind of dramatic thing but like it's important that we approach it that way because otherwise it's just not going to work yeah so yeah definitely i mean we we always think that way like we you have to be if, if you're making a movie as a joke it's it's just it's not gonna, gonna be, be bad good. yeah yeah and it's <laughs> it's proven over and over again yeah it really is it's Julie, do you have questions? Because you were you were asking all sorts. 
Well, I about, was about Merkins. About oh yeah, we've got lots of good Merkins stories. <laughs> that was one one quote I wrote down did. as we were watching it. I was I like, "You're the one that was taking Julie, notes on I what I was saying." Julie said, "That bitch is an American." So. <laughs> That's classic too. But especially now, I think you know, compared to the '70s, I think women are encouraged to do more grooming. <laughs> Definitely, so, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, Mary Widow was was the main character with the Merkin, and she just she acquired it herself. <laughs> I think we gave her money for yeah, it, but she like hired somebody to make it for it. And we also had a Merkin in ten as well, because the actor was like, "I can definitely grow out enough pubic hair by like it was like two months away." And then like it got to December, she's like, "No, I, I need a Merkin." <laughs> so we already it in our first movie. Um, but yeah, it also is more you know you see Merkins all the time in mm. uh, in. Well, in they that still use it now, but like I think they hide them a yeah. little better now. <laughs> but in that era, it's always so obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing that that movie and uh, Once a Future Smash both do is give us dick, which <laughs> yeah. you don't see in film for whatever reason. And I know it's yeah. it's been a ratings issue for a sure. long time, but to to have that, I think is first off, it's it's natural, it's fine. And the reason they mi- they're missing from anything that's not strictly pornographic is baffling to me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's, I think unless it's played as a joke, they right. don't show. Yeah, certainly with Tribbets, like it was important to me from like the feminism aspect and everything to like have it be almost equal. Like mm-hmm. if there's a mm-hmm. naked woman, there's gotta be a naked man. Like love that, later, you know. And so that was like just a huge part of like our thinking and making that movie. And also the men are like the they're treated the way the women are in those yes. movies, like yeah. specifically, you know. And then the when the women are nude, it's mostly like it's more playful. Their like, choice, their you know. Their yeah, thing, like yeah, when the women are nude, it's like they're doing it on their own time among yeah. themselves. Like it's not for mm-hmm. the benefit of the men of the village. Yeah. And the men are just having their own homoerotic, like repressed scenes. So anyway, it was really important to us when we were thinking about the movie, like how are we going to like flip a lot of these tropes that show up in these seventies movies, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like if somebody's got their clothes modern. ripped off, it's going to be a man. Like yeah, that, exactly. that's yeah. important. Yeah. So, you know, thinking um, and then like with smash, like Bill, he approached us. He's like, in this scene, I want to be naked. And I was like, I'm never going to say no to male nudity. Um, <laughs> some people have told us it might be an issue. We might have to blur it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck that. It. No. I don't think so. Nah. But we'll see. So far, it's got it's been quite shocking to the audiences that we've gotten to watch it with. <laughs> The really? reaction is good. Is good. It's, it's very good. positive. It's, yeah. There's a lot of lot of you know, think... got a big guffaw from us. I love yeah. it. I thought it was great. It's got it's got like <laughs> loud, loud laughter. Yeah, yeah, but that you know, and people were like, "Sophia, I can't believe you made Bill take his." Cl-. I'm like, "This was his idea. Like, <laughs> you can't blame me this time." In the yeah. script, he's in his underwear, and he's like yeah. flexing in the mirror in his underwear in the script. Yeah. And then Bill was like, "Can I? Can I? You know, just take take it off?" And then like, "All right, <laughs> well, we'll shoot it. You got, you got it." <laughs> So, well, I'm I, hoping to have him as a guest soon, so I'll oh, get yeah, him to yeah, discuss okay. more. So. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll, oh, yeah he'll love I'm sure he'll be glad to tell you all about it. So nobody has a lust for life quite like Bill. No, yeah. <laughs> he's he. I, I love him. Uh, I just I've loved him for a long time, and he's one of those when he became a friend on Facebook. I was like, I'm friends with Bill Whedon, yeah. and you know, I tell people they go, huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I grew up with Kabuki Man, so I, I'd seen that yeah. many times. And then uh, in uh, when we were living in Boston, I was working on a movie called Ungovernable Force, where they were just trying to get like a bunch of those kind of, you know, trauma, trauma people. people and mm-hmm. like kind of, you know, 
B movie people in in there, cult movie people. Um, and uh, they got Bill in, and I just became like quite good friends with him on that set. I really like enjoyed working with him, and I thought he was yeah. really funny. And and so you know, I it, it was always on my mind to like find an opportunity to work with him again. And it took you know it took four years or something, yeah. but mm -hmm. I was really glad that we we had something that made sense mm -hmm. for uh, for bringing Bill in. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah so when really you have cool. him on, you should ask about Victor Miller because he oh, went yeah. to college with Victor, and he was part of why Victor, I think, agreed to do the movie. Like Neil had interviewed Victor as well, um, but we there's a line in Once in the Future Smash about Victor saying that he keeps calling and saying they went to college together, but I don't remember right. him at all. But they and actually did go to college. They together. did. That's and it's just funny. Like a little inside joke for yeah. Bill. And, yeah. <laughs> when he got that, so like nobody else is going to get that joke really, other than like. The, the Bill's character being annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just like a little a little inside joke to their lives. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> well, I've kept you guys for a while. And uh, Michael, I know you've got something yeah, coming up. So yeah. um, thank you so much for your time. Oh, uh, is there anything you, you want to, I know we talked a little bit about upcoming projects, but is there anything you want to plug while we're talking? Uh, nothing comes to mind. You can find us on social media under our names and, uh, launch over is our production company. And, uh, you know, we've got, we're, we're, we're I, working on something, working on something. We're always doing something. So guys, thank you so much. Thank you. I oh, really no, appreciate you. your time. Yeah, thanks again fun. for having us. It was a great, great fun. And I really awesome. appreci appreciated getting to, to talk to other weirdos who like, you know, this nonsense stuff. So. <laughs> thanks again. Have yeah, a great evening. Have a good one. Good night. Catch you good night. There you go, Michael and Sophia. Check out their movies. Uh, go check out the links I've got up for them. Really interesting couple. Great filmmakers. They, they just have so much fun with the genre. Uh, next up, I have Eddie Deason. That's right, the guy from 1941, Zap and Laser Blast. Uh, we had a great conversation. Uh, I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. Uh, that'll be out in a couple of weeks. Get out in the world, enjoy yourselves, but take care of your servers because it's the Walter Paisley Movie House and we do not piss on hospitality. Once again, thanks to our partner sponsors at Scarlet Lane Brew House. You can find them in Indianapolis at five different locations. 